broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for November 28th, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest, the host of the Hockey Guys on WZFG Radio in Fargo, Eddie Christian. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Dine-in, takeout, or catering your next event. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Now at all Allegiant Stadium events as well. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. By Boost Mobile. With Boost Mobile, you always get plans and phones to fit your needs. And by Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey Southwest Live. It's our Sunday night staple show for NCAA uh, hockey, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from a comfy uh, Harris resort in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on that beautiful Long Island palatial estate. Um, Paul, how are you? Palatial, really? <laughs> I always try to slip that you by you, but it never works. have not <laughs> ever seen uh, where I am. Just... <laughs> You're in your basement. I know that. Yeah, well, that's about <laughs> it. No windows. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, I'm stuck I, here. You know, I, I know we're going to have Eddie on tonight, but can right. I just say this right now before he comes on? I am so happy to be 400 miles south of the Twin Cities that I can't even begin to tell you. Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was so cold for a week. I've been battling oh, this cold I can't even slash imagine. flu. Uh, you know, everybody says it's going to last anywhere from 7 to, to 21 days. This uh. is day 7 for me. Uh, feel miserable. Uh, I'll feel good for about half hour. Then I'll be sick again. Then I'll feel better. Then I'll be sick again. <laughs> oh, it's just awful. And I'm a terrible patient because I hate being sick. I just well, yeah, because everybody else likes it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they might be better patients than me. I'm just a owly. <laughs> so anyway, um, so anyway, um, right. how was your Thanksgiving? I saw the turkey. I saw it I came saw out turkey, of the deep yeah. fryer really well. Oh, let me tell you something. There, that is the way to go. 
that that you know that is without question that is the way to go i mean um if you've ever made a turkey first of all cooking any poultry in an oven is is honestly is just terrifying because there's no consistency to it there's none okay um so um honestly deep frying that turkey takes about 25 minutes to a half an hour and you can't beat that now dip it in dip it out right and eat oh my lord uh the, the <laughs> it looked delicious thing, oh it was fabulous the toughest thing you gotta watch out for is um making sure that the the flame stays lit yeah i can i can imagine that I you can know imagine um that. You know, most people don't use those things all the time, so the line kind of clogs, and you just got to make sure because sure, otherwise yeah. it sits in the oil. You don't want that. No, absolutely not. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that worked out well. Uh, we had uh, smoked turkey for the first time. Uh, my son-in-law made uh, smoked turkey, which was really good and they used the smoker. Different. Yeah, used the smoker. Oh, the nice. Yeah, that's good and, too. Yeah, it was delicious. And by the um, way, easier to clean up too. You yeah, the mess of the oven and all that other nonsense. Yeah, and he he discovered the disposable uh, tin foil pans for everything. <laughs> Those are real easy to clean up. <laughs> oh yeah, no kidding. Uh, so anyway, it was a good Thanksgiving. Um, I want to throw out there the fact that uh, the Sun Devils had a uh, hockey game before Thanksgiving and a hockey right. game after Thanksgiving. Right. And um, Wednesday night, a gallant comeback came up a goal short. Uh, Friday night, uh, <laughs> an odd game from a number of different standpoints, but Sun Devils came out on top. So they uh, came through the weekend again at seven and seven. Right. Um, which, you know, I don't know. How do you look at that, Paul? Do you look at it and go, hey, it's seven and seven? Or do you look at it and go, like, gosh, you know what? We should have won a couple more. We should be like nine and seven. Well, you kind of got to look. You, I I kind of am wishy washy on this because they haven't really lost to anybody that's not capable of beating them. They just haven't won any games they weren't supposed to win. Yeah, and unfortunately, when you're a uh, independent fighting for a spot in the pairwise, we right, all know at, how that goes. Right, you at some win point some you're going to have to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's look at what's coming up because I will be back uh, at Oceanside on Friday night. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> really? So, so um, yeah, uh, Denver coming to town. It's another huge series. Um, let, let's just—I know nobody wants to look too far ahead, but I think you gotta just a little bit because uh, you gotta brace yourself for what's coming at you. The Pioneers coming to town, um, undefeated at home. And right. haven't won on the road. So right. it's time to, to have something break. Um, Arizona State has played them uh, this year already at, at right. Denver. And right. Denver has played at Oceanside. So it's nothing foreign to them. Yeah, um, I don't think not, they're happy about it. It's not foreign but, to them, but it's not. It, it, I don't care. You can. It's not the same team. It's been a couple of years since most of those guys played, since any of those guys played there. Um, and 
Um, some of them will will obviously have, but you you forget when you don't play there for a while. And and I don't care what teams will say. You know, if you if you get them off the record, it, it I I don't it doesn't matter. It probably takes teams unless they're just that much better than ASU. A period and a half to two periods to kind of adjust their game. Yeah, and I think they play that that type of style. They come in and they just um, they just try to get through the first period and a half and make that adjustment, and then uh, and then see where they're at. And Bemidji did a fantastic job on Wednesday night. Um, not so much on on Friday night because they got the one nothing lead, but then ASU came back, scored two quick ones. And then probably the most bizarre and craziest thing that could happen to a hockey team, uh, the glass was knocked out, plexiglass broke. And right. uh, it was about an hour delay uh, for them to come back. So I can't imagine what Coach Powers told his guys. Uh, you know, you just got the momentum. You just got two goals. You're leading 2-1. Now you're going to the, the locker room again for 40 minutes, 50 minutes, however long it was. Oh, my goodness. That had to be uh, – a real coaching job from that point to bring it back out and continue the effort they did, but they did. Yeah. Well, listen, you just got to just tell your players, just keep go out there and do what you're doing. Just go out there and do what you're doing. Don't change anything. Okay. And, 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 and do what got you to the, the, the three, one lead. Um, ASU, um, as you may or may not have figured out by some things that went on after or between games, but um, they, they certainly uh, rectified that at least for one night on Friday night. Um, I thought that the first period and a few minutes that they played in the first game at Quinnipiac was as good as they could play. Yeah. And it showed on the scoreboard. They just okay. couldn't hold it. All right, but Friday, uh, honestly, was the first time, was the first 60-minute game that they played all year. And once again, the results showed that. They were physical. They stayed out of the box. Okay? Uh, And they crashed the net and drove to the net. Uh, Sean Doogie got uh, the first goal for ASU, and he basically uh, beat his man and uh drove to the net and 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 beat uh the the uh Enright the goalie for Bemidji. Uh Ryan O'Reilly got his goal basically the same way. Um and you know the 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 vaunted power play which had been really good for ASU and was not really good over the weekend. But on, yeah, I on, think, on I think Friday, that's it didn't an matter. Not really good was an understatement. No, but on they Friday, it didn't matter. Guys went to the net. And... Right, guys went to the net, and 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 did the little things that you need to do uh, to win games. Okay, so we will be on Tuesday, so we can preview uh, this Denver series coming up then. But um, different things. Ben Cross got the start both nights. Lost one, won one, made some incredible saves. I'm sure you've seen that one a million times yes. where he's diving out from 
from beside the net, throws his stick out there. The puck hits it so hard it knocks the stick and makes it do a flip. Uh, and then it, the puck hits his glove or is a blocker and ricochets back out. What a save uh, that was. But any surprise in, in Ben Cross getting two starts? Uh, yeah, actually, I was kind of surprised. Uh, I, I, I would have not been surprised that they split the goaltending over the over the over the two games. Um, but the coach made a bunch of statements over the, the 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 three days that they had the two games, and clearly the goaltending is one of them. Yeah, um, without a doubt. And then, of course, playing without Johnny Walker, who was listed as injured. Um, yeah, no details what on is, what but... you know what it is, but um, Johnny was not on the ice, and I got a feeling he would have been a big help uh, playing a team like Bemidji. Because let, let's face it, Paul, Bemidji's a good team, but they are really top heavy. Those Cylinder Boys get a lot of ice time, and they turn a lot of plays uh, into goals that maybe a lot of other teams can't do. Well, I mean, they are definitely top heavy, and 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 that line of of, of Cylinder, Cylinder, and Irulo, um, they do a lot of damage um, when they get when they get contributions from other lines and players. Bemidji wins because the, that that line for them does a lot of the little things that. If you're not paying attention to, you won't notice. Yep, that's Especially a fact. Especially in the face-off dot. Yeah, they are, they are something else. Face-off dot, and if they get an odd man rush, oh my goodness, it's so rare that they miss uh, on an odd man rush. It, it's just amazing. Um, so, so that was that. Uh, as we mentioned, Air Force finished up their four games in five days on the uh, Tuesday night prior to Thanksgiving. Right. Um, Colorado College was off for their second right. of three weeks. Right. And um, Denver was off as well. So yeah. uh, a lot of interesting things coming up, which is why I said there was a huge game in Grand Forks. There were um, two of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were. There were. But I said uh, it's time to bring Eddie Christian on because uh, nobody knows the rivalry between North Dakota and Minnesota better than he does. So uh, in just a couple of minutes, hopefully we'll connect with Eddie and bring him on and get his thoughts on what happened. Uh, I'm sure he's got plenty to talk about. So Oh, and quick- I got plenty for him to talk about, too. <laughs> Don't uh, – um, I, I, I don't know how many, how much of those games you were watching, but, um, I'll save my material for when Eddie's on, um, cause I'm sure that, uh, despite the fact that they did not win the Friday game and, you know, uh, the, the, that other maroon and gold team has struggled more or less. Uh, well, and they got the a little healthier. Grant Kirkshank was back, and he made a he made a difference. Um, so it, it wasn't all that. But in North Dakota, I thought came out flat. Eddie will tell us more about that when he comes on because he would know uh, if they just were flat or what happened. It just but, wasn't their night, and it also just wasn't their night. They they and, uh, and Saturday and night they, they rectified that though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, uh, North Dakota's power play really hurt them on on Friday on on Friday. Uh, going 0 for 4. Uh, their penalty kill was real good, but you can't go to the box seven times. 
and expect to win a hockey game. No. And expect to win a, the hockey game with a team as good as, or at least as talented as that other maroon and gold team is. And uh, <laughs> they were one for seven on the power play, but you just can't spend all that time shorthanded. You just can't. Okay. And then also on the other side of Minnesota, uh, UMD played um, uh, last with Fairbanks and, you know, was number one versus number 50. What in the heck happens there? Um, UMD hangs on to win one uh, on Friday night, and then it goes yeah. nothing, nothing to overtime again. And uh, de- deja vu of Colorado College before that ended. Um, well, the, the the puck clearly did not cross the line uh, in, at the end of regulation for for Duluth. It clearly did not cross the line. The referees pointed as if it was a goal, but um. It, they reviewed it and, and correctly called that it didn't go over. And then uh, the power play that uh, that Duluth got uh, towards the end of the reg- of regulation time and, and carried over and over, it just, you know, it just uh, was a bad bounce. The puck went in basically off of one of the Fairbanks players, and um, they deserved a better fate. Um, they were... Uh, they were, you know, it, it's, it wasn't nothing, nothing for a reason. It's not like, uh, yeah. if you looked at, if you looked at the, at, at the game and watched the game and you're like, holy smokes, Duluth is getting 55 shots and, and Alaska's got three. Okay. Um, it was not that way at all. Um, I mean, obviously the Bulldogs, uh, are the better team and, you know, for most of that game, was hold on, hold on a minute. I'm going to get that on a recording. The Bulldogs are the better team. I can just play that back and back. Yeah, they were definitely <laughs> they're definitely the more talented team than than Fairbanks. No, you had to go clarify it. Okay, well, yeah. So uh, let's get let's be real. <laughs> um, so one one thing I can say about Duluth is their uh, their pedigree, their culture, whatever you want to call it their goaltending, uh, they just never think they're going to lose. No matter what the score is, at what point in the game, they just don't ever think they're going to lose. And nine times out of ten, Paul, they don't. Well, I don't call them as vampires for nothing. <laughs> I know. I know you don't. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, it's just it just is the way it is. There's, you know, they're just that team. Um, they may... You know they had their back-to-back championships and and so forth and so on and um, you know it's just every sport has that team where they may not win all the time, even though it seems like Duluth did for a while. Um, you, you're likely not going to win until you unless you beat them or somebody knocks them off. So. Yep, exactly. So uh, let's take a quick break. Let's see if we can connect with Eddie. If we can't right away, we'll come back and we'll talk the Super 16 because I think that's uh, that, that's fantastic this week. So we'll come back in about three minutes and uh, we'll see if we get Eddie. If we don't, we'll go on to the Super 16 until we get him on. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. 
on your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. College hockey returns to Prescott Valley in the T-Mobile Community Ice Rink at the Finlay Toyota Center as the Arizona Wildcats face off against the Grand Canyon Antelopes on December 11th at 7 p.m. Get your tickets for the ITHSWWCHL Game of the Week at the door or soon at the Finlay Toyota Center website at finlaytoyotacenter.com. This in-state rivalry heads north as Grand Canyon looks to make its mark in its first year of WCHL play while Arizona shoots for its third straight WCHL championship. Join our social media for all of the pre- and post-game coverage at IcetimeHockeySW.com, at IcetimeSW on Instagram and YouTube, and ACHA underscore ITHSW on Twitter. That's the Wildcats and Antelopes, December 11th at 7 p.m. at the T-Mobile Community Ice Rink at Finlay Toyota Center. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, we're back. Indeed it is. College Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy with you from beautiful Kansas City, Missouri tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Um, okay, so we don't have Eddie yet. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep prodding for him and see if we can find what, where he is. Might just be celebrating that win uh, Saturday night still, but but we'll see. Oh, there's um, there's so much. <laughs> there's there's just. Um, uh, I mean, I hope it gets work. I hope it works out because um, there's there is forget about on the ice. Okay, I don't. I the, we we can get to the on ice stuff, but um, yeah. Um, 
So we'll save well, that. Hopefully are we going to start? Are we going to start with that T-shirt that says a, a green eight is greater than a maroon five? Um, <laughs> I don't know what uh, Adam Levine and Maroon Five have anything to do with uh, <laughs> good uh, one with hockey, but you know, good hey, one. Um, yeah, we we know what that means in in that neck of the woods. That's that's national championships, and uh, they they will both try to jab at each other uh, whenever they uh, get the no, opportunity. Wait, so, no, stop, stop, don't, don't. Let's. I don't want to use up the material for when Eddie's here. Yeah. Okay. So so let's jump into the uh, Super Sixteen. It will be online on our uh, social media accounts uh, tomorrow before noon. Uh, but tonight you get a preview of it. Uh, Paul Hornstein was uh, scratching his pen apparently quite heavily by the looks of this to uh, to make sure he got them all in the right order. Uh, so here we go. Duluth number one. Ten. Oh, wait. wait I one. don't think I don't think I put a number one team in. Oh yes, you did. I th- yeah. I, I think I left it blank. Because I don't. Nope. There's. You put in number one. I I, I think I left. It I, have it. I have it. I, number yeah, two, I have it. Number two, Nodak. Nice, nice play on that. Nodak, uh, ten five I and one. Abbreviating it. Uh, Saint Cloud nine five and zero. Oh. Uh, number four, Minnesota State twelve four and zero. Oh. They had an number interesting five. Oh yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, number five, Quinnipiac ten one and three everybody's gonna be going like really Quinnipiac still number five they only had one loss uh, <laughs> and number six is Michigan 12 four and0 uh, the Denver Pioneers eight four and0 uh, Western Michigan 10 four and0 um, Lowell UMass Lowell eight two and two at number nine the uh, Gophers come in at number 10 at nine seven and O uh, UMass seven four and one Notre Dame 10 three and0. Uh, Providence twelve five and zero, Cornell eight one and zero, Northeastern ten four and one, Omaha eleven three and zero, and Paul there there can be no complaints because you mixed in uh, a bunch from every conference and um, are all parts of the country as many as you could in the top sixteen and I think you got it right. Well, listen, I, you know, I have to I, I try to be consistent. Um, uh, you know, the, the, for a while there, those teams at Hockey East and the ECAC just hadn't played enough games. So you didn't really get a feel for 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 what they for what they're you know for what they are. Um, you know, now they're all played relatively close to double digit games. Um, you know, well, actually, they probably all have except for the ECAC teams uh, because they have the Ivy League schools in there, but. Um, you know, so you're getting a real feel for, uh, what teams are and what teams aren't, um, you know, they had those games up in, uh, Grand Forks. The, they also had their, uh, biannual game at Madison square garden this weekend, uh, Cornell and BU, um, they, they tend to play, um, they're, they're every year there seems to be they they play one college hockey game at Madison Square Garden usually involving Cornell or BU and uh, you know because obviously it, the the fan bases are much closer uh, to that than you know to Madison Square Garden and a lot of you know people around here have gone to the, go to those schools so you you get. 13 to, to, to 17,000 whenever they play at Madison Square Garden. Um, and so, I mean, while uh, I'm not sure 
that, uh, you know, that every game this weekend, there were some very decent, there were some decent rivalry games this weekend. Um, there were some very interesting scenarios that took place this weekend. A lot of teams were also off. Yeah, and I don't know if that's unusual or not. I can't really remember because of the pandemic year, but uh, I thought there was usually more games played around Thanksgiving, especially uh, you know when you have the opportunity to play on a Wednesday or a Friday or Friday Saturday. But yeah, yeah, you're right. There was a lot of teams off. So, uh, you know, if you looked at um, the 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 sixteen that we had last week, there were one, two, three, four, five, six teams that didn't play. Yeah, what do, you, what do you do with the six teams that don't play? I mean, it's not their fault that they didn't have games scheduled, but still, if other teams played well and, and uh, won games and moved up, eh, you kind of got to move them up a little bit, yeah, don't you? You kind of move them around a little bit. Uh, you know, the teams at the top uh, were all, uh, you know, were basically one and one. I mean, if you ask, yeah, Duluth won that game in overtime on Saturday, but uh, did they really win it? I mean... You know, they did win, but... Was there a point next to their name in the standings? Um, no, it was a non-conference <laughs> game, so it, it, there were no points. Um, so, I mean, be, because they didn't lose, they got moved up because all the other teams did lose. Um, you know, even though uh, Minnesota State loses on Friday night, they lose one nothing. Um, Dryden McKay didn't play because he wasn't feeling well, and they had a bunch of other guys not feeling well. Um, uh, did Dryden? I didn't get a chance to see uh, Saturday, but did he come back Saturday? I'm assuming he did. He not only did he get another shutout on Saturday, um, uh, the, Minnesota State didn't even give up double digit shots. <laughs> Yeah, if they lose, they are really irritated the next night. So you know, you, um, Lake Superior you better be got ready eight for that. shots on, on Saturday night. They didn't even hit double-digit <laughs> shots. That's crazy. That team is so, so defensively strong. And if they get any kind of offense, um, that it's hard to beat that team, especially if Dryden's in net and healthy. You know, and Michigan – Basically went to overtime twice this weekend, even though they won uh, against Niagara. And yeah, they won, but you can't really, you know, they actually, they, come on, you got to, you know, I, I don't want to say it's, hey, it's Niagara, but you were playing them at home. Come on, guys. Yeah, there's got to be some style points when you have the number of draft picks that you have on that Michigan roster. Um, okay. I'm not sure, Paul, do you think Michigan is playing down to the competition. I certainly don't want to uh, take anything from uh, from Niagara on that, but do you think they played down? or what? How do you explain what Michigan's been doing this year? Well, well they, they lose. The weird thing is they're losing at home. Yeah, I know. Are they just not focused, or what's the deal? I, I don't know. They, they, I mean, losing to Western Michigan at home, losing to Wisconsin, you know, it's a conference game. Uh, losing twice in overtime to Notre Dame. And yeah, if you look at the box score, if you look at the scores of the Niagara games this weekend, um, it, they look like blowouts, but they weren't blowouts. Um, Michigan got four goals in the fourth in the, in the third period on 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 Friday, uh, and if you go to the Saturday night game, once again, even though they won four to one, uh, that game was one one, 
after two periods. And you that's know? the thing with Michigan. They, they've got the firepower to do that at any point against anybody. And I think the real question people want to know is when it comes down to tournament time, are they going to be able to turn that on and, uh, and do that? Or are they going to uh, be in the same mode they've been in all year, up and down, up and down? Well, that's basically going to be Mel Pearson's job, right? I mean, it certainly is. I mean, I mean, unless something crazy happens, they're making the tournament. And I mean, and I don't want to say that because they are leading the conference. They are in front of that other maroon and gold team by a point in the conference, with the same number <laughs> of games played. I love it. You got to decipher Paul's language on this show, but if you if you've been listening at all, you know who that team is. It's the Minnesota Gophers. I'll just tell everybody that in case they don't understand the other maroon and gold team, because he certainly knows who the number one Minnesota Gold and maroon and gold team is. It's on uh, the Lake, Lake Superior Shore. Uh, for this week, maybe, but we're we're not getting into that because they, um. And, and it has nothing to do with you, by the way. I <laughs> didn't think <Okay>. it did. <laughs> well, no. Well, I mean, let, let's just say um, interactions with other fan bases have, <laughs> um, I don't want to say skewed my opinions, because when it comes to on the ice, you know, if, if, if I can't say it exactly the way I want to say it, I'll find a way to say it. Have you, uh, have you sold all your alumni tickets for the, uh, the Welcome to Ralph Vegas event next October? Um, I'm going to say this, and I've said it already, so it's not like I'm saying something new. Okay? Because um, it actually came up in one of our alumni groupings this weekend they're like uh issue fans go to vegas they go well you guys better start buying your tickets now uh for the vegas alumni and and you know anybody that's gonna go to vegas you better start buying your tickets now because um the 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 the, the guys in green and white and the fans in green and white they're already they were making their plans the day after the penn state game yeah, yeah so, absolutely. They're not missing a trip to, to Vegas, no matter what. And uh, they will come in numbers. They will come in uh, in spirit. They will be there at every stretch of the imagination. So um, I think that will be a really fun time. I really do. A couple things I want to throw out here quickly and see if we can uh, connect with Eddie. But um, uh, a couple things that, that I thought were kind of cool this week. Uh, Denver was off, so they had a, a pre-Thanksgiving practice where they uh, played with wooden sticks. I know that just hit your heart perfectly, didn't it? That's a beautiful thing. Okay, now. <laughs> and they were Christian Brother sticks, by the way. Well, listen, I, I used to use those. I used those. I used cohos. Um, those were the choices that we had when I was playing as a kid. Now, we like I said, we were playing roller hockey, but uh, with a roll of electrical tape. Um, those were the two dominant stick brands when, you know, when I was a kid growing up playing in schoolyards, et cetera. Yeah. And I, I also know that, uh, they were talking about the number of sticks that broke. Well, okay <laughs> guys, but 
they're not making them they're 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 not making them uh for that level of hockey anymore they're not making nobody at that level plays with a wooden stick anymore you know, i don't even know if high school players no play no. with wooden sticks anymore no. at least high school players at any level I'm kind of surprised that they're even making uh, wood sticks anymore because I thought even Christian Brothers moved over to some sort of composite material. But well, listen, uh, they, they probably have, but I'll say this, and I'll say it, and, and until you can, you you'd have to. I, I don't care. Um, maybe the shots are a little faster and a little quicker off the composite slash metal sticks, but wooden sticks when they're made for that level don't break like these do. And how many times do you see guys taking shots oh, and the stick the and the blade just breaks or the stick just breaks in half? I mean, come on. And they're a lot, lot cheaper. The wooden sticks are. Yeah. So the wooden <laughs> sticks didn't do that. Okay. I also they, want to shout out to the guys from Colorado College because they took off some time and went down and uh, got into the community and skated on the uh, the city rink and uh, were sharing some uh, some Tiger love with the little ones. Uh, in Colorado College, so that's always great to see. I think Air Force was just exhausted because <laughs> they played Friday, Saturday, were off Sunday, played again Monday, Tuesday, and I think Frank just said, "I don't want to see you guys till next Monday. Just go, go do something," because yeah, well, uh, that 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 had to be just grueling. It really did. Well, listen, that's that's NHL teams don't play that level of schedule. No, and I and I get it. I mean. Uh, it was uh, an oddity was in the fluke. schedule, a lot to do with uh, the pandemic or maybe all to do with the pandemic, but uh, they wanted to get the games in. They felt they were owed uh, those games from uh, Sacred Hearts, so they had a chance to do it. A former Sun Devil, Justin Robbins, got one of those wins. Yeah, he got one of the three wins. Uh, good for Justin. Um, uh, LIU went to Miami this weekend and split. Uh, they haven't won too many games against D1 teams. Um, they're kind of playing their, what probably would have been their, their schedule last year as kind of a hybrid schedule, uh, going into the last, you know, go, last season before the pandemic changed everything. Um, you know, and they definitely struggled in October, but, uh, November has been a much better month for them, um. Uh, They've sent three games to overtime. They lost a one-goal game uh, at home uh, against Princeton, their first uh, D1 home game. Uh, you know, and then they split this weekend with Miami, uh, winning on Friday night and losing on Saturday, four to one. I watched a lot of that Friday game. Um, LAU was a better team on Friday. They, they just that, were. That's good um, to hear. That's good yeah. to hear that they're making strides. Um, yeah. I, I want to take two other things. Um, Western Michigan, when I saw them play at Denver, I, I, I know Denver is probably the better team, but man, they, they weren't just not, uh, they were just not there with Denver. And since that time, they've gone on and beaten some pretty good teams. Um, so I don't get Western Michigan. I don't know if it was if 5,280 f- uh, feet above sea level. I don't know what it was. But um, I'm not sure. Listen, every weekend, somebody's winning a game that shouldn't be winning games. 
I mean, obviously anybody can win on any night, but you get the point that I'm making. You know, um, you know, Ohio State, who'd been red hot, split with Mercyhurst this weekend. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling with Ohio State, too. I don't get where, what they are. Well, that, 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 this is, you know, that's, that's my point. I mean, every weekend, um, you know, you, you see uh, some sort of result that you shake your head at, you know, just like, uh, you know, and it's not like it, it's, it, it's just happened once. I mean, just about every weekend you're seeing teams uh, win games that, you're like, how is that game even close? But yet, here it goes. You know. Yep, you are you are 100 correct. All okay, right, so you know, hopefully, we get Eddie on for at least a few minutes. Uh, even if we, if if not, we have to push it back. But uh, and I'll so I'll get into some of this stuff as you know, not that we're running out of time, but. Um, yeah, I, I sent him a text message and haven't heard back, so something's up with well, him. Uh, well, okay I'm, I'm going to say good, this but... right now. Okay, um, we know I we know that there have been certain interactions and certain mindsets by certain fan bases towards ASU, not just playing them, but just having a team. There are certain yes, fan now. bases that are like, yes, there are. They, 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 they shouldn't even have it. How, how is it possible that they have a team? They, they, they're, they're spoiling college hockey by having a team. Okay, and there are certain members of of just about every blue bloods program that is close to the Mississippi river that hates ASU and doesn't want ASU to even have a team. There are some fan bases where that section is a lot bigger than others. Okay. Um, but it is what it is. And I have had my uh, moments with green and white fans that feel that way. Not a lot, but there are a few. Okay. But if if you didn't understand the uh, well there's really no other word to put. There's really no other word to use but the hatred between not just the fan bases. Okay. But there was another level of intensity at Ralph Anglestead Arena this weekend. Okay, both off and on the ice. Can I tell you something on that, Paul? Yeah. This is nothing like it was in the eighties. I, I, I get that. I, I totally understand that. Okay, the landscape of college hockey has changed. But I have to tip my cap. And it wasn't just the fans, okay? Um, it was program-wide. The trolling oh, yeah. Yeah. of the other Mar- of that other maroon and gold team by not just 
specific the the basically it was the entire program okay and 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 i i and i don't know if you can coordinate these things but i i know i was sitting there watching the game on friday night and midco and our you know the folks over there at midco sports who do who really do a, an an awesome job with their coverage running a between periods feature on holy crosses overtime win <laughs> yeah against that other maroon and gold team in 2006 was, in the NCAA tournament that was brutal i was laughing my hiney off Okay, so and then you have the 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 guy in the stands holding up the Holy Cross banner. Yeah, the Gophers will never live that one down in Grand Forks in Ralph Engelstead Arena. And okay, it's really and, and, too bad, Paul. It is. It was world class trolling. Oh yeah, it, it was. But it was. But here's the sad trolling. part of that. That building deserves to to have. NCAA tournaments in it. Um, they support hockey. Uh, this is just BS that because of uh, a donor's idea to put in uh, a logo that you're going to refuse the best rink in college hockey, the ability to uh, have that kind of environment. Can you imagine what that would be like again uh, if it was a regional or uh, at Frozen Four or whatever? I mean, come on, NCAA. Let, let's let's get it together. I well, mean, listen, let's that's got to put them back listen, there. That's another discussion for another program. Yeah, no, I just wanted to get it in there. Okay, but let me just let me just you know, people talk about the NCAA basketball tournament and how they love the Cinderellas and how they love the underdog stories, and for the most part. What happens is those teams will win a game. Sometimes they'll win two games. Okay? And eventually the chalk wins. But the the basketball tournament gets lauded for this great upset thing. Now, say what you will, but the college hockey tournament was never really that way. Until that Holy Cross game. I'm not going to argue with you. I watch okay. it. Now, now maybe you want to say it's quote-unquote boring now or it's routine. But there is not – it is now 15 straight NCAA tournaments where a four seed has beaten a one seed. 15 straight. Starting with Holy Cross. Can I make a prediction? Yeah. It's going to be a different year this year. I think the parity this year, Paul, is just so incredibly tight that I don't know who you pick. Uh, we already talked about Michigan's struggles. We know how Minnesota Duluth seems to be going to nothing, nothing games in overtime. Uh, Minnesota, North Dakota, Minnesota State, none of them seem to be able to pull away. 
Which well, tells listen, me the parity is listen, incredible. Listen, first of all, there are more players now than ever. Without a doubt, more so that talented makes, players too. So, so, so that breaks out the parity. So you had Holy Cross starting that streak. Okay, um, uh, I think maybe two thousand eight is the only year where there wasn't a four seed, and that year Air Force lost in overtime. Okay, but in 2009, you had three four seeds win. In 2010, RIT went to the Frozen Four. Okay, uh, in 2013, St. Cloud as a four seed went to the Frozen Four. Yale won the darn thing. They beat that other maroon and gold team. They beat North Dakota. They beat Lowell, and they beat Quinnipiac to win the whole thing. Um, in, in 2014. North Dakota was the four seed and went to the Frozen Four. Okay, um, in 2015, uh, RIT is a four seed, wins a game. Providence wins the whole thing. They beat Miami, DU, yeah. Omaha, and BU. We're not, we're not talking about just winning one game. We're talking about winning the whole thing. 2016, there were two teams. In 2017, Notre Dame is a four seed, goes to the Frozen Four. Okay. Um, in 2019, Providence goes to the Frozen Four again. And last year, Bemidji beats Wisconsin. I mean, it's, you know, and... and it's going to happen again this year. It's going to happen again this year. You know, and, and, and Duluth was the last team in and won the whole thing. Yep. I, well, I don't uh, think I they told- were a four seed that year. I, I totally agree with you. I think it's uh, it's craziness uh, just how that. good college hockey has gotten. Now, why why can't we sell more tickets? Why can't we get more people in the seats? Uh, that's always my question. Why is Denver not sold out? I mean, Colorado College, yeah, they got a new barn. They, they're sold out every night. Uh, Air Force does a pretty good job. Uh, ASU, for what they have to work with, uh, does a pretty good job. But uh, for most places, why are we not getting more people involved in watching this? Is it just society in general or what? Um, in certain, I mean, you can't really generalize this conversation. You'd have to look at, at each place individually and, and, and see why. Okay. Um, You'd have to look at it, um, and so I don't. You know, you you could if you give me a school, you know, maybe I could tell you off the top of my head why I think that that's a problem. Okay. Um, well, well, let me just but, move it to the to the Frozen Four. Why why okay. can't we fill up Frozen Fours or get close to filling them up uh, anymore? Because. That they used to be. That used to be a hot ticket. Uh, that everybody uh, would people would buy their tickets even if they had no idea whether their team was going to make it or not because it was the place to be. Uh, in recent years, it has not been the place to be. I I don't know. I mean, do you really count last year? You really count last no, last year? No, you can't. You can't call yeah. it last year because they limited the seats. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking like, about Buffalo. I mean, Tom Callahan was up there for us in Buffalo, and it was pathetic. And there was some talent on that ice. 
and Buffalo is a hockey community, supposedly. Yeah. Um, but that that market's kind of been depressed right now, considering how bad the Sabres have been forever. Um, I think you just said that, though, forever. So why would it be any different? <laughs> uh, listen, I, 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 I think that the NCAA kind of struggles with this. Okay. Um, do you really think that... Can I give them a suggestion? First of all, you know, they put the the Frozen Four that first year in Tampa Bay, and they were like, oh, I don't know. But, but when they have it there now, you can't buy a ticket. You think when it goes to Vegas, they're going to have a problem selling tickets? Wouldn't think so. I don't think so. But, you know, let me suggest how you build the excitement back up for it. You put it in a building like Ralph Ankelstead Arena. You forget the BS. I'm going to do that. I know they're not, but I'm telling you, if you want to build excitement, because that audience, as you just witnessed this weekend against Minnesota, they will bring it. They will bring it, and they will they will do everything in their power to uh, to put on a good show. And I think that type of energy bleeds over. I think it would bleed over to bringing it to Arizona. I think it would bleed over to, to bringing it to Vegas, certainly, or Colorado, or wherever you bring it. If you show the fans on TV the excitement, here's what you're missing, folks. There's 11,000 people going nuts. Uh, next year, maybe you want to be there, and maybe there's 16,000 seats next year for you. But until they get over that, and here's my sto- here's my story with that is if if you're gonna let them play NCAA NCHC games in that building all year long, and then you're gonna step up at the end of the the regular season and go, oh yeah, by the way, that that's against our uh, our policies, so you're done now. You're not gonna have a tournament there. Shut up, just shut up. That, that is so hypocritical. That is so hypocritical. Well, Either it's it's good enough at the beginning of the year in the regular season, then it's good enough through the tournament. And if it's again, not good enough, then you got to stop it. You got to tell Ralph Engelstead Arena that, hey, you know what? And, until you change, uh, your games aren't going to be played. We're not going to have. We're not going to allow you to play NCAA games there. Listen, they're dumb, but they're not stupid. But I mean, if you were, I know. You're but I'm telling about- you. That's uh, ridiculous. Thy name is the NCAA. So. But with everything changing right now, with the NIL and all these different things, I mean, what, what can't, can't we come to an agreement somehow, some way, no. for the good of the sport, for the no. good of the players, no. for, for the good of humanity? No. Can't we figure this out? I mean, the no. Fighting Sioux were the uh, epitome of respect. Uh, I still remember... Uh, the respect that they gave that tribe every single night, and nobody told them to. They did it themselves, and it was the most respectful ceremony before the start of every game, and they gave them money from the jerseys, and they did everything right. And because somebody had a problem with it, they said, okay, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Uh, If you can use that logo, you can't use it in college hockey, but you can put it on the Chicago Blackhawks. Bite me. The NCAA is not the NHL. What about the Seminoles? 
well, there's there's your level of there's your there's your hypocrisy. Okay, um, the the but you're killing your sport. You're killing your sport because, like it or not, no, that don't is care. the biggest best fan base. No, they don't care everywhere. No, they don't care. Well, they better care. Or they're not no, going to have don't. a sport. They're not going to have one. They don't. Besides, they want the fan base to travel anyway. It makes more money. <laughs> oh, that's just so hypocritical. Well, it is. But like yeah, I said, yeah. that's a different program. I mean, you want to have we can we can I'm sure we can get a bunch of people on to have that discussion. Oh, that'll be easy. Okay. That will be um, easy. But here's the bottom line. They you still yell it in the stand. When you watch yeah. the games from, from there, they're still yelling it in the stands. You, you can make you, – you, you can do whatever you want to do. You make all the rules you want. But like you said, they're still yelling at the stands. They're still wearing those jerseys everywhere they go. They're still buying those jerseys. Um, <laughs> so uh, you're not solving anything. You're just looking like an idiot. Well, it's not like um... – I haven't commented in my own way about that situation. Uh, when we do actually get Eddie on, whenever yeah, we, had we him won't on, have him tonight, but uh, we maybe we but, can grab him again. But the the fact that it remains that you know we've had him on what five six times. It's it's not like uh, I don't play right into his hands by saying something, and he goes, "You mean the Sioux? You mean the Sioux?" So it's not like uh, I'm not he tells doing that. It's he not tells me that he tells me that off off radio or off audio too. He said he loves having you on, so we can get going with you, and, and it's great. It's great podcasting. So uh, it's sorry we couldn't connect tonight, but we will uh, definitely try to connect in the future. So this weekend, you know what's going on, right? Denver headed to uh, to Arizona State. I will be there Friday night after I'm in yeah, Tucson maybe. for that great. Big announcement, huge announcement, program-changing, city-changing announcement for the University of Arizona. It's going to change the game of hockey in the state of Arizona all at 2 o'clock on Friday. So I can't wait to be there for that. We will bring it to you live on Instagram, and uh, we will be all over it um, uh, on Friday. And then Friday night, of course, Denver there. And then Saturday, i got to make that trek back down there again to your favorite place, Tucson, because – Jeremy Goltz's uh, jersey's going up to the rafters, and you want to talk about somebody that's given his all for the state of Arizona? It's Jeremy Goltz. I will so, not uh, comment. Just got to pay some respect to to, uh, to Jeremy Five in a row, for that. That's all I have to say. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> Five in a row. Uh, I love it. Uh, what's going on in the rest of the places, Paul? Where's uh, what's uh, Air Force doing? What's uh, Colorado College doing besides taking a week off? Um, well. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, CC get, gets ready to go uh, back on the road to Omaha. It's a big weekend. It's a big weekend for Colorado College. If they're going to get, you know, and it's a big big weekend for Omaha too, uh, if, you, if you look at it. Um, you know, the, 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 both of those teams are going to be looking to grab two wins. Um you know, we'll 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 see what happens. Uh, see if if Omaha is healthy, which they weren't up in Fairbanks last week. 
Um, but, you know, for one of those teams to get back into the or have a chance to finish in the top half of the conference, they, 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 they've, they've got to make hay, so to speak, when they're not playing those top teams. Yeah, you're uh, you're correct on that. I will be at Denver on Tuesday. I will be at Colorado College on Wednesday. I will be in Arizona on Friday. Well, they're not going to know what to do. <laughs> Probably not. Although Air Probably Force not. does play this weekend, they 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 do do host Canisius. Oh yeah, it's Canisius this weekend. I almost forgot about that. So that'll be um, uh, that'll those be are their only games till New Year's. Yeah, well, Den- Denver's going to play uh, at Arizona State, then at Minnesota Duluth until New Year's, and then they'll be at yeah, home. Yeah, but for, that's uh, still four Air games. Air Force four is tough gonna, games. <laughs> Air Force is going to play this weekend, and that's it till January first. Well, that they're cadets; they'll be fine. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's <laughs> all. I hear you. All right, my friend, take it away, and we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. All right, from the Summer Skate Studios, College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network, is brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, and now available in our new spot at all Allegiant Stadium events. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Boost Mobile, bring your current phone to any location and learn how to get a new SIM card free when you switch to Boost Mobile. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey Fabulous Las Vegas Atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. And uh, perhaps we can get some barbecue if we go to the Las Vegas Bowl and see the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils host or take on Purdue. Um, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that sort of sounded like that. that's Jeff not a bad place to go to, to Las Vegas and, and and play in that new stadium. If you're going to go to a bowl game, that's not a major one. But you're congratulations to, to the Sun Devils to get another uh, territorial cup uh, victory. Congratulations again to Brian Johnson as well for uh, his number of years of putting together perhaps the best football field in all of college football yeah. week in and week out. I just hope one day that um, there'll be – Territorial Cup on Ice. Wouldn't that be great? Be awesome. I'll uh, I'll tell you to stay tuned on uh, Friday. Check out our Instagram at Ice Time SW. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe Who there'll knows? be a little hint. Man, we'll find out. We'll see. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.